Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is the one and only Jack Becker, who will be taking on Kieran Joblin November 4th, Eternal MMA 81. You can get your tickets at EternalMMA.com. Or you can see it on UFC Fight Pass to search Eternal MMA. Jack Becker, uh, he's been around for a decade or so at the professional ranks, uh, especially in Western Australia. He is He really was like the, the, the next big thing. Uh, coming up, I uh, had a few bumps and skids along the way. Uh, he also famously, in his uh, last uh, title fight for Eternal MMA, he was the Eternal MMA lightweight champion at HBF Stadium against Aiden Aguilera near 15 months ago, 16 months ago. He threw a leg kick and snapped his leg in half. Uh, most people don't even walk again, let alone fight. And uh, look, if you need to know what it looks like, I mean, I believe you can search it uh, or just, you know, look up Conor McGregor, Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman. He joined a pretty elite club of people that have snapped their legs. And we get our thoughts on on uh, on Jack and what he did to get back, battle all the way back in his decade-long career, more than decade-long career, balancing, of course, the life aspects as well as mixed martial arts. Um Oh, yeah, it's really a really nice chat. Big fan of Jack, um, as you all should be, and you all will be after you listen to this chat. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Becker. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show, taking on Kieran Joblin at Eternal May 81 in the Gold Coast. Jack Becker, welcome. Why, why do you hate Perth? Why won't you fight in Perth anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to a Perth fight, honestly. I um, Yeah, I am. I uh Last one didn't uh, didn't quite live up to <laughs> what I thought it would. gave gave the crowd something, but um, yeah, I uh, words don't really express it as 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 much as I would like to. Uh, but yeah, I'm I would very much love to get get a crowd and and, and pump up a Perth crowd for sure. Now, uh, your head coach uh, Benny Vickers also uh, I believe still one half of Eternal. Could, do you ask him? Do you go? Can I try and get on the like Perth card, or is he like, nah, I want you to fill out the Gold Coast card, or does that not even come up? Um, I do my best to leave myself out of the the decision making for the for the fly stuff. I keep it easier that way, but um, I think um, I think we're on the same page. Like, he knows he knows that I would um, that I'd appreciate a Perth fight. I think it just um, this one didn't didn't come together. Um, it's a bit too far for Kieran, which is sort of fair enough. Too oh far, yeah. But... Uh, you talk, talked about the uh, the last Perth fight. Of course, you you broke your leg in devastating fashion. Um, you you made it all the way back uh, to get back in the cage before we even talk about the result. How did that feel? Can you put into words of what that was like? It meant a lot to me. Yeah, it was one of the fights that I think. Probably meant the most to me. I think, um, not necessarily. Again, it's like like you're saying. Result aside, it, it meant a lot to get back in there. It felt good to be back in there. Felt a lot of improvements. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a result that I went there for. But um, yeah, again, it's a fight against a good guy. I made a couple of mistakes in the third round, and that's that's what the um, that's what led to the outcome. Did you ever think you wouldn't make it back? No. No. No, I never thought that I wouldn't. I knew it would be very hard. <laughs> um, did I ever think I wouldn't make it back? No. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, Didn't get there. 
So take us back to when it all it all happened. Uh the leg break uh in Perth, obviously devastating. Um for anyone that's not been in that situation, could you feel the pain? Was it adrenaline? Like what's the talk us through that whole process? Yeah, I just um just remember whipping a kick. I whipped, I whipped a kick. Don't remember if I heard the sound or not, but I do remember when I put my foot back to to have something to stand on, there was nothing to stand on. So I just kind of put my foot back and fell underneath me. And as I fell, it kind of like flapped up in the air. And that was what the point where it was like, oh, fuck. Like, that's, um, I'm going to need a minute to rest before I keep going. That was the original thought, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 so like one. backstage, does the, you know, the adrenaline wears off. Does it then, or are they have they got you straight on the green whistle? Like what, what happened? The pain kind of, it kind of crept in as, as an ache, but it wasn't, um, I think, yeah, I think after about a few minutes, they, they brought the whistle in. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't insane. Acute pain, I think is a little bit more, um, is more, uh, harder to deal with. So it was like, um, it was just like an ache that kind of slowly kind of came on and, yeah, I had all the boys around me. They were kind of just there as a bit of support, which which definitely helped. And then the whistle was was a good time. <laughs> and then the the recovery uh, was it <laughs> was it hurting hurting physically with the recovery? Yeah, the recovery, walking again, walking again. It was um, it was slow. Like with that surgery, it's pretty wild that I could put weight on it the next day after the surgery. Um, my, something that I probably could have understood better was that when they said, uh, wait there as tolerated, they probably could have explained that better because to people that fight and they're pretty good at tolerating pain, to me, that means like you put as much weight as you can bear. And I did do that. And, um, and I think that probably, uh, I don't think it delayed anything, but it definitely brought a bit more pain and swelling and stuff. But what that means basically is put a bit of weight and then wait a couple of days and test it out and see how it pulls up um, rather than just sort of grind, <laughs> grind through painful steps. Um, so that was a little lesson. Was there any injury in terms of like, is it just, I know this sounds stupid, but is it just snapped leg? <laughs> like, <laughs> or is it like torn muscles? Like- um, uh, I don't remember the exact wording of the report and a lot of the wording would have been stuff that I don't quite understand, but I think it gave a bit of a stretch on the nerves and it, the muscles. Yeah. I'd say the muscles were torn, but, um, yeah, no, nah, there wasn't like any, there was no like rupture of any ligaments or anything like that. There was no like permanent nerve damage, which is nice. So. Did the did the doctor or anything? Because obviously they know you're a fighter or whatever, and maybe your checkups and everything. Were they like, yeah, you'll fight again, or did you get the whole like, please don't fight again? No, nah, the the surgeon that actually saw me that night, um, that was mo- most of my questions were around like, so what's the timeline? Like, what how what what can we do here? Um, and he was like, no, you you'd be nine to twelve months was initially what he said, and it, and a few different physios, their opinions differed. But um, I think it ended up being 13 months, 13 months, 15 months, I think. 
So yeah, a little bit longer, but yeah, what's a couple of months just to sort of make sure everything is holding together nicely and everything's feeling good. I've never seen a man so blase uh, uh, who snapped his leg inside a cage, but I kind of like it. It's like a, it's a, it's a cool mentality. But speaking of the mentality. How were you seeing the highlight video over and over and over again? Uh, actually, strangely okay because um, it's, that's a strange one. I, I can't put my finger on what, what, and why. But I'm actually pretty squeamish. Like I like it, I don't like to watch those like dislocations and snap things. But when I watch my own, I guess it's because even still, it's a bit like that. But in the past, like you watch a leg break, and you're like, "Fuck, I can't imagine how bad that would be." And um, I can now. I really can imagine how how that is, and it really, it wasn't that bad. Like in the moment, the aftermath and and the frustration and the and the patience to 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 work back, um, wouldn't recommend it for everyone. But uh, yeah, watching watching my own wasn't wasn't too bad. And speaking of the 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 mental side of it, now. I mean, I I don't I don't know the the backstage details. I don't know the finer details, but it did seem like if you'd won that fight, all your UFC dreams were about to come true. How did it feel to have such a perhaps the biggest setback you could ever have? Humbling. Like, what can you do? Yeah, it's it was really um, it was um, yeah, frustrating. Of course, frustrating, but um, yeah, I think I think a mentality that I sort of managed to develop over my entire kind of career is like deal deal with what's in front of you the best that you can, and um, I pretty much just did. It was like, all right, that was one route. Now the route has uh, has had a few twists and turns, but the direction is the same. Like I, I know, I know where I want to be and where I want to be going. So it was really just take the steps forward, literally and like figuratively, uh, as best you can. Like deal with it, deal with it with the best attitude that you can that you can muster up. And now I think you were signed at the time by management. Do they go? Ah, oh, shit. There's not much we can do. Like, do they have to sort of leave you? Like, how does that? aspect work no i'm i'm still with um chosen advisory so with tim simpson and um and dan Maudsley. so yeah it was it was um that was nothing that that got in the way of of us and now our relationship they've been really really supportive and and they've been kind of helping me with the same sort of thing and just like well this is the cards we've got so um we will build from here and we and we get some direction from here forwards you you battled back. You got the uh, you got the fight. It didn't go your way, um, and then in a, in a in a weird situation, it felt like that fight almost nearly didn't happen with David Martinez with a few weigh-in issues. What was your mindset going into that fight? My mindset. Do you mean with with those issues or just in general? Well, just kind of. I mean, you battled back fifteen months. I think it was to finally get a fight. You get to f- basically weigh in day, and then it's like, oh no, he might not be able to make weight, and I might not actually get this fight. Yeah, it was really just um, stuff that that like Ben and the guys around me. They know they know my attitude. They know my mentality. So it was really just like just tell him to do what he needs to do to show up. That's it. Keep it simple. And 
with this fight coming up, um, I mean, how, what percentage was that performance against David? And, and obviously, how much of a percentage do you feel like you're back to your old self? I'm just cautious to, to say something like, I brought the best that I had on the day. Um, I, I brought the best that I had on the day. And yeah, 15 months off, things didn't feel as comfortable um, as they had in other fights. Um, so I put pass, partially to, to being out of it for a little while. Like if you're not active, I think it's the worst thing that you can do. Uh, um, if, you, if you have 15 months off, it's going to, going to feel a little rusty. And then David's style is, is a, is a interesting kind of puzzle. Like he's, his striking is, is very different timing. It's, um, it's unusual. And, um, and, and that's the sort of thing that you've got to deal with in the moment. I, I was always curious from, from, from day dot to when it, uh, to when you came back, I was always wondering how much that that would affect a fighter. And you're now sort of part of this special club, you know, Conor McGregor, Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman, like that sort of like you've you've been through. Yeah, we been we through talk all it. the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, no joke. I reckon. I reckon if you ran into start a group them, chat. Yeah, I reckon if you were like, oh, it happened to me too. They'd be like, oh, really? And you'd actually get into a chat about it, but. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to sound really yeah. like insensitive or maybe it's a, it's it's your mindset but it sounds like it didn't have as big an impact as we all thought it did not not in a sense of like i'll be timid to to put my leg into people when i return in a, in a, in a in the sense of an impact it definitely had an impact on me having to have that time off and what i went through to to get back into the cage that was a, a heavy impact, but I wouldn't actually say that the results were negative. I'd say the results were positive, but it was a hard time. You've been at this for more than 10 years. Uh, at one point in time, you know, six and I, everyone was like, man, Jack's next, Jack's next. Um, you have a few little skids along the way. Has your love for the sport ever dwindled? Love for the sport. My love for the sport hasn't dwindled. Like anything, motivation comes and goes. Like you, you your motivation is changing over over the years. Um, that was the time for me to understand that that's okay. Because before that, like if it was there was a time where I felt a little bit unmotivated, it would be like shameful. So it'd be very like heavy and like fuck, like um, that's that's bad. Like I've done something wrong. But I think to accept that motivation will 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 kind of will vary. I think that that's healthy. Like like any relationship with anything. I think. Um, there is no, it's not a black and white thing. And I think that's something that kind of helped me develop mentally to understand that um, black and white is not is not a helpful perspective on a lot of things. You've seen one of your, your, your teammates, at least your, your, your now teammate, uh, Jack Della, reach some incredible heights. As a guy that, you know, is, was knocking at the door, is knocking at the door, and you see him at such a high level. I've asked a few guys this before in similar situations, but and it's probably the wrong word to use, but is there ever a little bit of like jealousy where you're like, man, I, I wish I had that? I think that when I was younger, when I was a bit more of an immature athlete, uh, if I'm honest, I, I think there would have been. But um, he's someone that's helped me out a lot. Like we, we train together and we're friends and um, – and and you bounce you bounce ideas you bounce different bits and pieces and and you can sh- when you train with guys like that you just you kind of absorb absorb each other's mentality so 
um, the guys that I train with, when I see them do well and I, something like that, it just, it feels awesome. And um, nah, jealousy isn't the right word. I, I, I definitely want to be where, where he is and I want to get to that. But um, it's all been positive. Like watching him get through that and, and, and get to where he is has been pretty uplifting. And he's such a supportive dude. Like he's a guy that's, that's so like that knows that it's possible. How important has uh, Benny Vickers been uh, to sort of inspire your career? You've you've bounced around, not bounced around, but you've spent time at gyms before with with high level coaches, and obviously you found a home at Scrappy with with Ben. What's he do different that that others perhaps didn't? Ben doesn't put himself on a pedestal. Uh, that's not. I'm not saying it to throw shade anywhere. But Ben is very much a guy in the room that's like another another one of the the teammates. Like he's he doesn't speak down to us. It's um it's really like a it's a discussion. Like he knows that we've put in a lot to be where we are. So so our training and our our and what we decide to to bring to the table is always an open discussion. And I think that's important. So yeah, he's he's very much uh he's a, he's a good communicator. He's a great communicator. Uh, and in that sense, we there's a lot of different people with lots of different skill sets, and we can all kind of come together and and share the things that we have trust in, and and let let everyone else learn from that as well. Yeah, I've heard before that uh, someone explained it. It was almost like I think he was doing like some do with jujitsu or something on the ground, and he would he often will like turn to say like a rod rod costa or something, and be like 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 what do you think? This is what I think. What do you think? And it's it's a little bit less of like a do what I say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that do what I say thing is is very is a very tricky, potentially dangerous thing because like the sport is so individual. Something that might work for one guy might be the complete opposite for someone else. So I think it's very important for fighters to have the confidence to say and speak with their coach and be like, "Hey, look, I that doesn't that way doesn't work for me. I'll play around with it and I'll I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do with it. But this is another thing that I like to use." And he's very down with it as long as. As long as you can have that conversation, as long as it's not like, I don't want, I don't do wrestling. Like, do you not do wrestling because you're lazy or do you like what, like back up what it is that you want to bring to the table or back up what it is that you have to say. And he's very down with that. You've been around for a very long time. Uh, where do you think Australian MMA is at right now? I think it's at a, the best point that it's been at. Like the the level of, of fighters from amateur through to professional is sharp. Um, the skills are, the skills on everyone compared to when I started, where it was like a little different. The skills is, is all up. I think the thing that separates people now is mental. Um, everyone's got this same access to online instructions, DVDs. I think the things that separate people is the relationship that they have with their coach. And, and the way that they're able to wrap their head around the sport mentally. What is the, the, the biggest lesson you've learned in your entire career? I don't know if I could even pick one. I think I'd need to, to, to sit on that or think of that one a bit. But I think, um, I think one of the biggest lessons is like the attitude that you use if you have a, the right mentality and the right attitude, the attitude that you take into a training room really reflects your ability to to and improves your ability to kind of live a life healthily if that makes sense like if you can if you can have 
a positive relationship with failure, hard work, patience, um, perseverance, those things. If you can, if you can use that sport to, to practice those qualities, it really does reflect because it's a skill. It's a skill that you've learned and, and developed. And then you can take that blueprint that you've got from, from a sporting sense into your life. And that's something that's where the love for this sport for me, it's, it's helped me a lot as a person, even more so over the last year and a half. Would you have done anything differently? Really, the only things that I could have done differently was use parts of the attitude and the and the things that I've learned throughout that time. If I knew some of those things earlier, it would have been it would have been nice. But that's the sort of thing where you've got to you've got to learn and fail and 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 have cracks and 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 find out what happens to to develop those those attitudes and skills. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your your fight, Kieran Joblin. Been around yep. for a very long time. Uh, do you get excited about getting guys like this and not, you know, they're not throwing? I mean, they don't throw too many young guys at you these days, like, you know, 2 and 0, 3 and 0 guys. Have, a lot of these guys have already got some nice accomplishments before they get in the cage with you. But Kieran Joblin's been around. Uh, were you aware of him? Yeah, I was actually scheduled to fight him, I think, in like 2017 or 18. And I can't even remember what happened why it didn't end up happening. But I do remember being scheduled to fight Kieran and he was experienced then. So he's, he's only had a little bit more experience, which is handy um, for him. Um, and yeah, it, it excites me because he's a, he's, he's from uh, a, a good, um, a good gym. He's, he's, he's well-rounded. He's got good skills and he's, he's been around for a while. So it's a fight that I know will bring out the best of me. Put it that way. And, can you put into words? I mean, I think I first saw your first fight might have been, and I could be mistaken here, but were you fighting for like the arena back in the day in like a modified like boxing ring halftime of like a Muay Thai show and now UFC Fight Pass, Eternal, like at that level. I mean, I know that I got the start of your career probably wrong, but it was along those lines and to see the growth of the sport in the last 10 years. Yeah, that that to me is cool because when I first started fighting, um, the first goal that I ever had, I was at this gym and I was just like, fuck, how cool would it be? I could be on a, on a poster like that. <laughs> uh, to me at the time, I was like, fuck, like that was a goal. And that was a goal that I reached, um, in hindsight, it was, it was a humble one, but that was something that was cool to me. And yeah, I was, I was fighting out of, it was, it was the Gracie Baja in Cannington. Yeah. But yeah. It was in a boxing ring in a, in a, in a hall somewhere, um, and it was raw, but it was cool, and it was it was something that that um it brings feelings out of you that that are that are rare and hard to find anywhere else. So it's um even back then, in in it, it wasn't the most beautiful uh, scenic kind of setup, but to see where it's gone from there to 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 the production that Eternal has now, yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome to be on. It's it's awesome to be around. And uh, finally, before it's all said and done, how does Jack Becker want to be remembered in, in mixed martial arts? I want to be remembered um, as someone that went for it, just someone that just sort of kept, A, being exciting and having fights that, that makes a crowd loud, makes a crowd go, fuck yeah, that was something. Um, and just someone that... Someone that... Um, yeah took risks and, and, and really just sent it, gave everything they had to, to get as far as they could get. And um, yeah, that's, that's how I want to be remembered.
and for being the only person that has ever stopped a show with a backflip on a ring. <laughs> what? There's a battle colossal fight where I actually I did a backflip and I broke the ring, and um, they had to stop the show. I'm the only guy that's ever done that, and um, I actually told George Saint Pierre that story, and I thought it would make him laugh, and he was like, "Oh." That must have been very, very shameful. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I was supposed to be funny, but let me let me go home and, and have a cry about that. It's like when you tell your mum something cool that happened at the party or something, or your parents something cool, and they just give you a lecture, and you're like, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a... Be, be be happy with me. Like, I told you something cool. Before before I let you go, how did uh, how was that whole whole situation? I mean, you get to train with one of the best fighters of all time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was really cool. Tristar's a cool place, and it was um, yeah, I got to train with a whole bunch of pretty amazing dudes. Got to I got to learn a lot, and for us, is a is a good guy and a nice coach as well. The environment there was very friendly, and I learned a lot and had a good time there. And then COVID shut on us all. Look, if I start talking to you about that, I'll have you for a whole nother hour. So yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely catch up uh, another yeah, time. Man. But thanks for giving me three days of your time or however long we've spoken for. Um, I really appreciate it. That's how I get everyone in. I'm like five, ten minutes, nothing crazy. Yeah. Like four days. Um, I appreciate it, man. Nice. It's honestly good to see you back. It was it even brought a little tear to my eye to see you back in there. Um, but uh, yeah, look. Back onto the career now, the leg breaks behind you and um and yeah, best of luck November fourth. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Good chat.